0: Hey, folks, this is Brian Blessing. Hope you're enjoying the Hockey Betting Podcast. We have a couple chuckles. Try to get you a lot of winners. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Most importantly, enjoy the hockey and keep coming back to the Hockey Betting Podcast. You're listening to the Hockey Betting Podcast, presented by BetChrisCanada.net.
1: This is the Hockey Betting Preview for Friday, July 10th. 2020, and now
0: live from Las Vegas, the host of the Hockey Betting Podcast, Brian Blessing. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Hockey <laughs> Betting Podcast. Oh, I think we should build to a crescendo to try to ease Cam into it. I don't want, I don't want Cam to. Come out of the gate like sparky here comes sparky, sparky. hey sparky, <laughs> i'm ready let's do it it's the hockey betting podcast okay with all yes. that's going on i'll just say this i like columbus over toronto i like winnipeg over calgary <laughs> and i like the round robin games to be higher scoring because there'll be more ice and less intensity there's your betting portion of the hockey betting podcast Uh-oh. all right uh, you want to you want to do a little betting talk so we can we can get into where the hell they're staying what the hell they're doing if it's going to happen which I, it's looking it's going to happen it's going to happen g- Oh, and
1: for everyone that ripped the NHL, you know what? These guys oh, actually, they're, 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 their patience plan is good. Look at all the other leagues. Oh, let's, tr- let's try to do it quick. Now where do you stand? Hockey. This team's gone. This team's gone. hockey. We used to laugh at them, Brian. Hey, let's go to the Brass rail Strip Club and put the schedule together. <laughs> A couple more shots. They're the ones who are winning in this thing. They've actually, their patience has been good. I give them an A on their report card. I, I, just, I said this on my
0: Vegas Hockey Outline show in, uh, yesterday. I said, of all the team sports, I mean, you can sit there if you're a Senators fan or a Red Wings fan, and you're throwing the Garage League thing out there because of the way the lottery fell and all the things and all the franchises that have been scalded over the years and all the rotten things we say about the NHL. We love it. It's passion. It's our favorite sport. But you've got to absolutely step up to the plate and say, of all the team sports, the NHL has done by far and away the best job to potentially get this thing home and cooled.
1: Oh, I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, like even the NBA, right? You know? Joel Embiid's rolling in there with a spacesuit, like he's afraid to. Uh, <laughs> you see that? What are you, an oh. astronaut! I kind of made me laugh actually, but at least he's taking it seriously. But yeah, guys bitching. Oh, look at the food! It's like airplane food. It's like hockey guys just want to go out there and play, and the league's not screwing around. They're like, listen, we're going to do this safe, we're going to do it right, and they take a long time. Yeah, they're the butt of everyone's jokes. Absurdities, <laughs> you know. And I'm I'm guilty of it too. We laugh we laugh at it a lot of the time, but I'll tell you, when things got real and serious, these guys stepped up, Brian, and kudos to them. I hope. They're listening because me and you are fair assessors. We'll rip you when you're stupid, but we'll give you kudos when you do a great job and they've done a good, great job. Let's hope we can get through this thing smooth. By the way, it, it's a joke, okay? For starters, this is a joke. But,
0: the, but the, the reality of it is from the sporting world, let's take it just to the sporting world. Man, Rudy Gobert's got the biggest pass in, in mankind's history. I mean, this guy was typhoid Mary. <laughs> No, you're right. Like, no, nobody I, 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 talks about Rudy Gobert anymore.
1: Uh, oh, Rudy Gobert. He he still can't uh, taste and smell. Like uh, he he's living in his own personal prison. Don't worry about it, Brian. But the thing but is, he was the one licking microphones. I know. If you no, trust me. If you you you're, you're licking Donovan Mitchell, if I'm Donovan Mitchell, I'm literally walking over with a balaclava. I get his alarm system. Oh, I go I in there, and uh, I don't know why. I, I, he's, at least get, he's at least getting beaten, beaten the living pulp out of because what this guy did was unheard of. It's ridiculous.
0: Oh, wait a minute. I'm, I am literally typing this in here. But
1: what? What, uh, 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 a bella clava. Yeah, balaclava, it's a mask, you know, balaclava, I, when you wear winter. I, I, which, uh, it's what those uh, creepers and perverts wear when they go and break into people's houses, the thing, you so, just got your eyes, you well, walk in is, there, oh, you get in the well, house, and you talk to Gobert and say, listen, you okay. know, not, now look at the uh, world the last uh, four months, because well, you're licking with,
0: people. I can, with <laughs> comfort, say, I'm glad I didn't know, but I, I,
1: I didn't know what a balaclava was, why did you, Cam, because I live in Canada, you moron. <laughs> you, should, you should have had one when you lived in Buffalo. It's cold there, too. You never had a balaclava when it's minus, uh, you know, 30 outside and whatever. You're <laughs> freezing. Like, yeah, that's what kids use when you go tobogganing and stuff. Oh, Duke's to- oh, oh. not going to cover your whole face when you're getting pummeled by cold and wind. You know, have you ever given enough thought to this that when
0: we get back to normal, I mean, or, or whatever normal way end up being? I mean, honestly, my heart goes out. I mean, I think the toughest job in the world moving forward. Um, everyone would be wearing a bella clava, the toughest job in the world that would be a bank security guard.
1: Oh, I, I'm with you. Like, even with everyone wearing masks now, it's a great well, time to be a welcome criminal. To, welcome to Nokes <laughs> Fargo, that's, that's sir. What I'm hey, hey, everybody. Oh, there's a pandemic out there. I'm sorry I got the mask on. Yeah, where's the Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't even have time to get the die pack ready or whatever. And it's like, I mean, oh, here he about, comes. Talk about in-game wagering. I mean, you'd be sitting there <laughs> over, over <laughs> under
0: three and a half people have a note in their pocket.
1: It's so <laughs> true, man. No, I thought about this, too. I'm like, wow, masks, crime, criminals like that. Don't have to see the face, facial recognition. Anyway, we better stay on track. We don't want to get producer Mike upset. He said uh, keep it upbeat here. I don't want to get uh...
0: yeah, Well, I don't think we'd ever worry about that. Alright, so here's what's going on. We got news. Uh, they, the players are, are voting, basically, as we speak. Uh, by tonight, Friday night, the ratification could very well come if if you read all the protocols it, it's it's ungodly the amount of stuff that's in there edmonton toronto are the hubs and Cam, the, the crazy thing about this is you take one step forward and two steps back and the, the peaks uh, and valleys of emotions with this stuff are just ridiculous it's like are you what was it like early in the week you're like, you're kidding uh, edmonton a hospital has a full covid outbreak with four people passing away, 50, uh, twenty patients, fifteen staffers in, in the hub city. Now you're waiting for the NHL to say, "Well, Edmonton, it was nice to know you." And then and, and things are spiking again, and you know, whatever. But I, they they've got their
1: um, their bubble. Well, the bubble better not burst. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. But yeah, now we got some hotel information and stuff. I just I just wanted to throw this out there for you because. Um, hotel X, first of all, I thought that was undecided, and Mike, Mike who doesn't even live <laughs> near me, found out that there is it's a hotel. Chili
0: actually yeah, hotel yeah, yeah.
1: X. Hello, where are you staying? Hotel X. It sounds like I've got my underground poker and blackjack games there at Hotel X. Yeah, anyway, it's yeah, Who's this, in the room next to you, <laughs> Boris and Natasha? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Poor, <laughs> Boris. He's got a prosthetic leg. Where are my monies? Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you bring the rubles? Uh, I'll tell you, Brian, listen to this one. So they got a 40-acre campus there at Hotel X in Toronto. It's on the Canadian National Exhibition Grounds for people that don't know and listening. Just Brian, Brian and I've seen some concerts there. It's a big, big, big park, so there's lots of room there, tons of space. But the thing that's interesting to me is they're the four teams that get the uh, that have already qualified, but they added Pittsburgh. So you got Boston, Tampa, Washington, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh there. Why the hell are the Penguins there? Aren't they playing Montreal in the first round?
0: Well, yeah, I guess so, you just throw
1: an extra team and they won. Like it's kind of different, but anyway. Well, I, I, so if Montreal pulls off the upset, they got to move. Yeah, that's kind of the point. So they're basically telling you, like Montreal's done, right? Like, let's just put Pittsburgh there.
0: Anyway. Did you ever think we'd be, you know, breaking this down by hotel? No, I did not. <laughs> yeah, uh, hotels and hockey stories. There are plenty. Uh, Mike Robitaille used to do the Sabres games with him. The guys, just love slug. Mike
1: Robitaille. F- Yancey's fancy's cheese. His his local uh, commercials. He's my guy.
0: He would do that. We would do this stuff on the broadcast. And as stupid as we are, <laughs> and be, I mean, believe me, this thing was. This thing was a gong show. He had so much, of, but he, he used to tell his story. Was, and I can see these guys at Hotel X. Um, you know, some of some of the best eaten. Mike Mike Roberts says, Oh, some of the best food you ever had is when when you're out with the boys after a game, and you get back to the back to the room at like two in the morning, and you'd be walking down the long hallway to your room. And he said, and people would, you know, they'd, they'd, outside their door, they'd have the the room service tray. He said, "Oh, you could get a half a sandwich on
1: this guy's plate." <laughs> he said, "Brian, he's, I don't want to tell you, but I've been that guy in Vegas before. I've been that guy in Vegas." He, said, he said, "It literally it would
0: take me it would take me fifteen minutes to get to my room because I just come <laughs> stop and a up all." The-
1: I love this guy even more. I thought that was my move. I thought I was the only guy insane enough to do it. I remember one time, yeah, this guy's leaving like a huge croissant sandwich. I'm like, yeah, you didn't touch it. It's, Wasted it's like, it at 4 o'clock in the morning. It's, Thank you. It's, it's like George Costanza eating the eclair out of the garbage. Exactly. I got no problem with that stuff. I love food. <laughs> so these guys at least are good. We know they're going to eat good. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they eat really well. Hey, what, what's the, the other one? It, okay, okay room, I'll hold I'll these down for you. So yeah, so the first hotel X: Boston, Tampa, Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh. Next we go to the oldest and most historic uh, hotel in Toronto. Actually, my mom worked there, but it was like it's like like literally like a, a beautiful landmark uh, landmark, the Royal York Hotel in downtown Toronto, right down the street from the Hockey Hall of Fame. Great area. We got Carolina, the Islanders, the Leafs, Columbus, Florida, the Rangers, and the Montreal Canadians. So all teams there, minus the, the Pittsburgh Penguins are at the Royal York. Got a great Royal York story. Okay, I'm, I'm listening. Wait, well, you took some food for off the
0: floor there? No, right, that was my growbatai. No, the uh Breeders' Cup. Well, yes, yes. It was at Woodbine, correct? And it, it, it's a remarkable facility. And I'm trying. Was it 97? Does that sound about right? I think it was. I think it was 90, 1997.
1: A good guess. I don't know off the top of my head, so I'm just trusting you. And so, but anyway. Uh,
0: you know, so we stayed there, and so we we're, we're going to the track every morning, you know for all the workouts and stuff. Well, Tom Durkin is my favorite announcer oh, he's awesome in any sport i mean I, it's not it, it's a great guy. I had the good fortune to meet him several times and uh spent a you know a couple races in the broadcast booth with him down at Colstream park one summer but the guy this guy's just Incredible announcer. You know, he just grabs you at the right point of the race. It's like he almost, it's like he pulls you in like you feel like you're on the horse. Uh-huh. He was such a great announcer. while well, he calls the Breeders' Cup. And anyway, Tom Durkin was never adverse to having a libation. But he would do this every year for the Breeders' Cup. He would stop drinking for a month. Okay? Yep. He'd, stop, he'd shut it down. he stopped drinking for a month. And then uh, the night of, after the Breeders' Cup, looked the hell out. I like that. I, I like this guy's style. So he, so he had like a suite at the Royal York. So we'd be down in the lobby at five thirty in the morning, six in the morning, uh, get ready to go to the track, and and I, it happened three days. Like ding, you know, the, the elevator door opens. Tom Durkin comes out down into the lobby in a robe. <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
0: He goes to the gift shop, gets a paper, the coffee or whatever. Back to the hotel. Ding, and he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's up there memorizing the lineups and all the other, but uh, I did not go to the bash that night, but apparently, you know, the, the Royal York had a hell of a party uh, the night the Breeders' Cup was over.
1: No, that's cool. I, I, I like that. Like, I don't want to sound like Al Bundy, you know, oh, I, I had four touchdowns in one game, but I, I remember when I was older and partying and my parents went away all the time. I did the same thing like my final year in hockey. I'm like, you know, I'm going to get off the sauce and, you know, smoking and all sorts of stuff for a while. I played really, really well, you know, when I got called up to the triple a team. And we won the all Ontario championship, Brian, true story. So yeah, it could really work for you. And yeah, I agree that same thing. Once that season was over and I was going nowhere, I just turned into an absolute piss tank and gambling machine. As you already know.
0: Hey, just for one because we're goofballs, uh, just to, to finish the story is a great story. Uh, and I know it's a podcast and I guess we could say whatever we want, but I won't, but anyway, so, so Tom Durkin's calling the races, the breeders cup. and, uh, the announcement. So when a guy's calling a horse race, basically the microphone is engaged by a foot pedal, right? These guys stand, step on the foot pedal, and that engages the mic. So the mic isn't working. It's literally they're, they're, the the horses are walking up to the starting gate at Woodbine, right? And and the guy's on his hands and knees down on the floor, right, you know, desperately, you know, uh, unplugging, replacing the foot pedal, trying to get the thing to work. And Dirk is standing there and. And I, I know the words. I'm not going to say them. That he, this bloop, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> it's just like just letting them all rip. You know? and literally the guy. And the guy goes good as as like the next to last horse is going in the gate. And Dirk is like. Beep, 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 And the guy goes, good. He goes, the Breeders' Cup
1: has come <laughs> to Canada. <laughs> true pro. True pro. <laughs> hey, Brian, good. I, I got I to gotta tell you something, though. Like, just looking at this stuff, they didn't really listen to what I'm saying. And this is a problem that I have. So why would the Western Conference teams, so say Edmonton, so I'll go through the whole list, but so the first batch of teams are at the. J.W. Marriott, so these are the other guys, St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, Dallas, Edmonton, and Nashville. Didn't we not talk about you don't want to be the team in the hotel thinking I could just go to my house that's five minutes away? Like, did we – why are the Toronto teams – why isn't the East in, in Edmonton? I, I, I get it, Cam, that – It's not a big deal because there's well, no fans, but I think it kind of is a big deal because of – I don't want to be – playing a team in my host city when I think about I know people there there's more temptation that I way. almost think it's a negative for Edmonton and Toronto I, I, I agree
0: think, I think it's a negative for the Oilers at least so uh, my co-host Stevie Slabshot said oh there'd be pressure on them I don't I don't know about the pressure so much I think the distraction is looking out the window yes. and I know when my family's right
1: out there correct I but, couldn't agree more. Like the temptation just to leave the bubble would be way more intensive it, 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 as but, with one of those teams. I know. I we've
0: we've discussed that before. I, I I do believe that. But that being said, the league basically rolled the dice here and said the pros outweigh the cons. It's like look, it's less travel. Like okay, if the Leafs if the Leafs or the Oilers or the Leafs and the Oilers end up in the semis and they end up all playing in Edmonton. The legal just deal with it and say, listen, mm-hmm. what do you want from us? It's a pandemic. You know? Uh, yeah. So I, know. I, I think it was just to that their ration, uh, in the But the biggest reason, I mean, all sports camp, what's the biggest determining factor? Money. Yeah. right? Oh, everything so, comes down to money. No, money in television. Yes. So the reason, the reason that okay, uh, for argument's sake, I'll just I'll use the Golden Knights as an example, that the Western Conference goes east. You don't want the West Coast teams, you know, they'd, they'd have to be playing at 10 at night, start time in the east, for the game to be on in prime time in the west. They don't want to be shown, you know, or, okay, you're playing a 7 o'clock eastern game, but the game's on at 4 in the afternoon out in the west, out west, and people are still working. So TV, basically, is what ruled the day here. It's that simple. It's it. TV. TV start times. And, the way, and, and then what they did, I think, is going to work. We're saying, is it going to be two rinks? And the answer is no. And because we were saying you'd have to play, if you had two rinks, you'd play a round-robin game, a playoff game at the other rink in the afternoon, and then a night playoff game. They're using the same rink for three games. So if that being the case, they did the absolute right thing. The morning game is a best-of-five play-in game. And should it go to double or triple overtime, at least the team that's in the get-out game sits in their hotel, and, okay, that game finally ends. They know the middle game's a round-robin game that's being played with regular season rules. They can then say to the the team in their hotel, your game that was supposed to start at 7 is starting at 8.22. So they know – because you don't want them going to the arena, kicking a
1: soccer ball in the concourse for two and a half hours. Exactly. Excellent point by you. So, yeah, no, no, I think I think everything's going to make sense. And, yeah, these guys thought about everything. They've done a good job, and we're going to give them a pat on the back, Barry Horowitz style. Like, they deserve it. They've done great. And I'm just praying, Brian, we get through this thing. It would be absolutely amazing if, you know, we can keep cases to a minimum. It's kind of like, the thing is, it's tough, though, individual sports compared to hockey. But, like, the PGA Tour has done a great job. You know a guy's got it. He's gone. You know, you got you to gotta pass some tests before you come back. You still have full-field events. The tour, like, it's rolling on, and they're not screwing around. No, no fans at this event. They thought it would be cool. No, we're going we're gonna to wait and see things for things to get better, things to get safe. You know what I mean? In hockey, I think they've done their due diligence. They, they have a plan together, and I'm praying it gets executed. Was the Barry Horowitz reference, was that wrestling? Yeah, Barry Horowitz. Remember, when he did a good thing. He gave himself a pat on the back all the time. <laughs> That was his movie. He'd like he'd do something pokey in the <laughs> eyes, he'd like pat himself on the back. Good for you, Barry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm an I, idiot, Brian. No, I I just I want to I'm learning. Good stuff. Re- so for all you guys out there, who the was Barry Horowitz? Yeah, he's a jobber wrestler that used to pat himself uh-huh. on the back.
0: <laughs> I was gonna ask you. I was I'm learning things today. I was gonna say, is, is Barry Horowitz the wrestler? Does he wear a bella clava?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you never heard that Bella abelaclavator before, but hey, yeah, you learn something new every day, Brian. No, you're I right. See. You're right, though. Uh, great in pandemics, uh, horrible for security guards and banks. <laughs> uh, in
0: terms of the way the games are going to be played, Cam, yeah. well, well, first of all, training camp. The the one thing though, did you see the time frames of this? Like they put these dates out. Like they ain't dicking around. No, they're not. And the quality they're going to be playing. They might be doing this three games in four days. Yeah, I got no problem with it. You know what I mean? It's like qualifying rounds. This is from Chris Johnston. mm -hmm. The qualifying rounds are going to take 10 days. That's That's the best of five in the round robin, 10 days. And then the first three rounds are fewer than two weeks, 14 days. And the Stanley Cup final, they say, will be fewer than 13 days. And they've got it all laid out. Start of next year, December 1. So all that talk of the winter classic out the window, yeah. they're like,
1: no, we, we, they, they are desperate. Screw the winter classic. Screw the winter classic. See, this is what we're talking about, and, and you got it right. And that's the thing about hockey that I like more than the other sports is the NBA. Oh, they're bitching and complaining. Oh, yeah, you guys play, what, have a week between games? Like, get real. These guys are murdering each other, and they play like they get one day off. Like, come on, man. That's the thing. These guys are tough. They get it. And uh, you know what? I got to be honest with you. I really couldn't care less about the Winter Classic struggling anyway. They've gone too far with all this, uh, the arena stuff and putting it here and there. It was a great novelty a long time ago. Now it's just meh. I really don't care. And I think hockey fans don't care. They just want to see regular games and great games and uh, a Stanley Cup final. That's intense. And I think it can be. So all the other stuff really doesn't matter right now, Brian. I got to give them kudos. I know it's going to be tough. It's going to be a war of attrition, which it always is. But I'll tell you, I love it. And that's what's going to separate the men from the boys, baby. This right, is a, well, how many games can you play? Let's do it. All
0: right. There's a glasses. Uh, the glasses have full scenario glasses, half empty scenario. But again, to give kudos to the league and the players, this is borderline remarkable. I think since we last convened doing this, uh, that the good thing is they had been talking for quite a while, but historically labor peace in the NHL, it was an automatic lockout. They were going so whole hog at not having any such problems. Well, it's remarkable that in a pandemic, neither side really tried to put the Sasquatch foot down here. They, I mean, they literally worked together to get a CBA that gives them labor peace through the 25-26 season with Excellent a new, point. TV, new TV deal pending. And they the players got the Olympics – but it, 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 I will say this, though. This is the I, – I was, I was right then. I'm right now. I used to argue. Bill Foley would come in the studio, and I'd argue with him. You know, he's an owner, and his players mm-hmm. are his assets. But, I mean, I was the only one. And none of the, it, it, people are, oh, no, it messes up the NHL season. I said, blow it out your ass. Listen to me. All right? The Olympics is a big deal. You know, Austin Matthews, Jack Eichel want their day in the sun to play for America. Right, Connor McDavid wants to put the Maple Leaf jersey on. Right, you want the, the for the players, the Olympics was a big deal. So don't tell me the Olympics is going to be be a big deal if you if you thumb your nose at it and don't go to South Korea, but then you come back because you want to go to China and it's all about dollars. Uh, you know, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. It's a bunch of hooey. You don't get lifelong memories from some garbage All Star game. I mean, I was out at a bar at four thirty in the morning. When, with seven guys and we're going bananas when TJ Osey is scoring on the, on the breakaways against Russia in the Olympics, you get lifelong hockey memories from the Olympics. It's a big deal. It's true. I well, agree with you a hundred percent. They're going back to it. So the players got the Olympics again, but the irony of all places. Yeah. We, we had great. We, we got the Olympics. Where are you going? Uh, well, we're going to China.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Okay,
0: you know, but, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. you say so, but but, <laughs> they, but
1: but they got labor. They got a CBA done. That's the thing During And this I, thing. Think about it. Baseball ruined themselves this year. They've ruined themselves for the future. Uh-huh. The way they put the owners played hardball with the players and made them out. Uh, they, they negotiated in bad faith. Hockey actually looked at it and said, listen, there's probably some of you rich cats that piss me off and I don't like you. But for the sake of the sport, we're going to deal with it. We're going to work together, and we're going to put our uh, differences aside for the greatness of the game. In the f- now and the future, they did. Another positive for them. And, uh, and, and when you look at the other sports, a sport like baseball is on life support right now because the owners are greedy pricks, and the players, uh, they screwed these guys. It's the bottom line right from the start. They, did, they had no intention of playing a full season, and now look what you get. You're going to have problems for a long time. I Hockey agree. figured it out, man.
0: All uh, right. Now, there's the glasses half full yes good for them the thing that is it's there and there it's it's a hidden little paragraph they've got the opt out clause for guys that say we're not playing but there is also a paragraph in there that said if in the course of the opt out clause that a team or, or or numerous teams that it it would impact the integrity of the tournament they can shut it down again. Yes. So now so when they sign this thing, the players, right, they got 72 hours to say, I'm not playing. And no repercussions, no rationale, no – you just say, I'm not playing. And you well, know, we talk about the hockey culture, and I've got your back, and, and it is great. But I, I can't see any guy, any organization, and shame on them if they ever did, if any player said, I'm not doing this – my wife just had a baby. She's about to have a baby. My wife has asthma. My parents have diabetes. Mm-hmm. Any player that says, I'm not doing this. I'm not. If if, if you're a UFA, Kim, if you're a UFA and you get hurt now and the season's starting December 1st, who the hell's going to sign you? Exactly. No, that's a good point, so, Brad. So UFAs, guys on the back end of their career, and what if a big name or two or a handful of named players, big name players say, I'm not comfortable. I'm not, I don't feel comfortable going out and going up there for wherever for five weeks and run the risk of getting sick. And I, 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 that is the most intriguing thing to me. And we know hockey and hockey culture, and they got it done, the CBA, and all that good stuff. But I, I, I cannot wait to see who, how many say, I can't do it. It's a realistic possibility,
1: Cam. It is, but Brian, this is the thing that comes in the new world, right? For all these other things to have to get right, nothing is going to be perfect. It's about as perfect as you can get. There's going to be flaws everywhere. The National Football League right now, the players are laughing at their safety protocol. Oh, yeah, we're going to do this, so we can't exchange jerseys, but we can kill each other and spit on each other and sweat on each other all day. Like, get bent. College football, Ivy League, gone. Big Ten, we're only playing conference games. It's like, I got to be honest with you, I'm looking at hockey right now going, wow. You guys have actually figured it out. It, it's not a perfect system. It's about as good as it's going to get, buddy, and you know that.
0: All right, man. I mean, all I know is. No, 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 you're right. Like, I, like I, I'm, I'm just saying. Well, here, let me. I'll, I'll rattle them off. Taylor Hall, Alex Petrangelo, Braden Holpe, Tory Crude, Ter- Tyson Berry, Barkstrom, Leonard. Leonard's sitting on a payday.
1: Yeah, he is. He's
0: been with Vegas for, like, a cup <laughs> of <laughs> coffee. The I know, since COVID-19. He basically signed right he, when it happened. He's sitting on I a know. payday. Are, are, are some of the, well, I mean, how? What if some of the uh, the list of there's 20 quality high end UFAs? What if their agents say to them, "Don't go, don't go." What if you get hurt? No one's going to hold it against you. It's a pandemic. This is a business decision. Yeah, you go get hurt, right? No one's going to sign you to a. I don't know about long term contracts now. Anyway, moving forward, but even if they say the seven year deals are good, but no one's no one's going to give you three years. you know, $21 million if you blow a knee out in this thing and the season starts December
1: 1st. No, you're right, Brian. I I know. I bet you some big name UFA say not doing it. That's fine. That's fine. And and that's the decision that they have to make. The bottom line is this. I look at it. Winning the Stanley Cup I the old way or winning it the new way, I'd find this way the new way. I look at the exa- exact same thing. Some people will say it's even harder. You're in neutral site places. It's nuts. You need to be mentally tougher. I get it. If you opt out, that's your business. Hey, if my wife was pregnant with my first kid, And my dad's got COPD and I have asthma or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm dealing with something in the family. One of the kids is sick. Yeah. And you know what? I respect you for that. That is your decision. These are the risks you're going to have to take. And I think a lot of these guys are going to go, you know what? I'm just going to go in there, play my ass off, get things done. And and that contract will come. But I I have no problem if somebody steps out for a good reason. Yeah. Listen, I, I I'm not uh, a soft touch. I'm not saying that. No, at you're all. not. You're actually more hard than me. I'm usually more. Uh, I mean, a softer know, if, spread. If, yeah. yeah. I mean, if a if a coach
0: deserves to get fired, fire his ass. I mean, I, you know, I you know, but the I the one thing I'm at least more cognizant of that I I never was before was that and, and on trade deadline day, and something like this, we move these guys around like they're chess pieces. We do. They're people that they have are. families and. Okay, a trade deadline day. Part of me is like, I, I consider that, and I, you can feel for it. But there's a lot of zeros after you know on the back end of their paycheck. Correct. You knew what you knew what you were getting yourself into. Exactly. Well, that's fine on trade deadline day. This is a global pandemic. I agree, Brian. I agree with with
1: everything you're saying. I agree with everything you're saying. That's why it's up. It's up to the person, man. Like, you you know what I mean? Like some guys are going to say, yay. uh, I'd say most, some guys are going to say, nay, that's their, that's their prerogative. They might get a little bit jobbed in their next deal. That's life. You know, who knows? Like, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, I got a lot of respect for these guys because out of all the people that have been involved, all the sports, I've heard the least bitching from these guys from any league. You know what I mean? They got things done. haven't heard
0: from them. That's what I like. I like it. It's good. I'm telling you. Uh, I don't you know, I don't know if the NHL hired Buck Henry, but literally, you know, every one of these it's like an episode of Get Smart. Every one of these guys has the cone of silence in their You're living room. Right?
1: <laughs> but it's working.
0: Hey, oh, he did
1: that, blah, 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 all these other guys. man, meh nah, 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 bitching. You know what I mean? Yeah, life life, life during a pandemic, it blows. But uh, no, these guys have been cool. They they have a positive attitude, and I'll tell you one thing. To win the Stanley Cup, the team with the best attitude who actually wants to be there—it's not just about skill anymore. And uh, it's about who's not getting sick and who has the positive attitude. That's who's going to win the cup. Because if you you're just just human bitching, bitching, you're done.
0: You have a positive
1: attitude. I do. I actually do have a positive attitude today. You, you do,
0: actually. Yeah. No. Normally, there's I, I get a list of about seven calamities before we start. You, you
1: just, yeah. You know what? I Brian, I've, I'm just so used to things now, like when I bet that I, I pounded a horse, the jockey, uh, you know, veered into the rail, the horse collapsed, he went like did a somersault over the rail and the old me would have punched a hole through the wall because I would have won like $400 now I'm like, Meh. you know, it just seems to be the way it goes. And you're gonna have your good days, you're gonna have your bad days, right? I'd like Colin Morik to win this golf tournament.
0: Like, well, oh, you want, you want a you want a bad day? I be you know, <laughs> our produ- producer, Mike's like, come on the meeting. Let's go. But I, like, well, I woke up in the middle of the night and I said, ah, I got to look. I, cause I, I, last week I watched the formula one race of all things. Oh yeah. And so, and I looked up the guy when's next week. And I, cause I bet this kid, um, uh, at 30 to one to win the formula one race. And, uh, uh, what's his name here real quick albin all right the nice. red bull driver 30 to 1 he could have won the race last week and uh hamilton spun him out anyway so now i got this bet i think i'm sitting on on something here i get, I get a little fight and I, I see the guy two in the morning uh formula one because they're racing at the same track i wake up in the middle of the night and i record it i start watching the thing and it's like it's practice
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the it's practice. practice story, it's Brian. Practice for the Sunday morning. Like, <laughs> I know, it's, it's. I was watching it too. I'm like, oh, what a race! I'm like, oh, I, I saw the font. Practice. I, I'm thinking it's the race, you know. And oh, like, yeah. so now,
0: like, right now, I'm like, yawn, and I'm like, yeah, well, I, I got What did you do last night? Well about three in the yeah. morning, I watched Formula One practice. Practice race. Can't bet on it. <laughs> worm, worm. Too bad. But, but by the way, the Albon kid. So during the practice, at least I went back to bed knowing he had the fastest practice times too. Yeah, it's it's 30 to one. Yeah, you're holding a good ticket, hopefully, right? Yeah, we'll see. Hey, but listen, this is always fun, the Hockey Betting Podcast, and we, we, we touch on all things. We touch on a lot of things. We learned about masks. We learned about wrestling. Yeah, palaclavas.
1: We learned hotels. Hotels? We, stealing, like, stealing people's hotels food <laughs> when, when you're wasted at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> like mike robitaille you know, <laughs> that's, i love this guy now now brian you got to introduce me to him because that's my type of guy stealing people's food outside their door well, no, thats a it's low, not that's stealing
0: low. if they discard no no, no it. i agree
1: it, it's it's and it's are and staying at a nice place it's probably you could
0: trust these people but the too, thing that I, was beautiful about it it was it wasn't just that he was doing it but that that he was like analyzing it like like someone had a a club sandwich and there was just like a, a, you know a half of the little triangle of a pea and he, and it, it, but he'd sit there and analyze he'd go, oh look yeah good there's a little piece of bacon in there yeah. <laughs>
1: oh a piece of cheese that's right no (laughs) teeth marks if there's no teeth marks i'm in (laughs) oh man all
0: right there you go another one's in a cookie jar it's the hockey betting podcast cammy have a good weekend you too buddy let's hit some winners hey folks this is brian blessing hope you're enjoying the hockey betting podcast we have a couple chuckles try to get you a lot of winners hey we hope you like what you're hearing and if you do Hit the subscribe button, give us a review, give us a rating. Most importantly, enjoy the hockey and keep coming back to the Hockey Betting Podcast. The handicapping and sports odds information contained on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please confirm the wagering regulations in your jurisdiction as they vary from state to state, province to province, and country to country. Using this information to contravene any law or statute is prohibited. The podcast is not associated with, nor is it endorsed by any professional or collegiate league, association, or team. This podcast does not target and is not intended for an audience under the age of 18. If you think that you have a gambling addiction, stop this podcast now and please
1: seek help.
0: Gambling and betting on sports is a form of entertainment and should be about having a good time. But when done excessively, it may negatively affect other areas of a person's life, such as their physical and mental health, school or work performance, finances, and or interpersonal relationships. At BetChrisCanada.net and the Hockey Betting podcast, we're concerned about the addiction that gambling may cause, and for this reason, we encourage everyone to practice responsible gambling, an approach to gambling that helps you ensure that it remains an enjoyable activity. Here are the main principles of responsible gambling. Don't think of gambling as a way to make money. Always gamble with money that you can afford to lose. Set limits and stick to them. Never chase losses. Don't gamble when you're depressed or upset and create a healthy balance. Always be aware of how much time you spend gambling or thinking about gambling. And do not allow gambling to cause you to miss out on time with family and friends or time spent on other activities you enjoy. By following these guidelines, gambling can be a good time and great entertainment. If you feel at any time that your gambling is taking away from important areas of your life, is causing you stress or depression, or is leading to financial losses that are beyond your control, please reach out for help. Learn more at ResponsibleGambling.org.